Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to The Pursuit of Purpose. Tonight, it's been a long time. It has been a long time. Like a long, long time. It's, you know, we were doing every other week, and then when you miss a week, it stretches out pretty quick. Yeah. And it's been a long time since I've been on this side of the soundboard, for sure. Hmm. Too long. Yeah, too long. But we're missing... Because we always have better podcasts when when Nate's not here. Yeah. That's what I've heard. I've yeah. heard quite a few comments. That, like, could you ask him to uh, maybe take a week off? <laughs> well, we did. So he's taking the week off. It's Kevin, Cody, and myself, Nelson, and we're going to get into it tonight. Uh, we had a, we've had quite the chat before podcast. I think that would be an interesting podcast in itself at, at times where we could just, you know, record that and air that, but it might get us a little, a little bit of trouble sometimes but you know so we'll uh, just jump into some news real quick what do we got going on in this world we thought about it and we thought you know it's there's quite a bit going on right now we got ukraine you know we got uh what else we got what about uh there's new variant evidently yeah that's what kevin was speaking about so yeah, what's it called uh stealth uh omicron ba2 who knows it and we'll hear about it soon enough you know, <laughs> stealth something, you know, and this we've only had a few of them, so it's hard to keep track of them. Let me see here. Pull up the page. Um, the last one was Omicron. Yeah. Om- Om- Omicron. Omicron. Om- Omicron yeah. stealth COVID variant BA-2 is now dominant globally. So we'll see. Hopefully it stays as mild as they've been getting. Have you guys been following the Ukraine stuff at all? Uh. Limited amount. I mean, just trying to see, you know, trying to get an idea of what's going on because we've talked about it, like where both sides are putting away, putting out what they want you to see. But it looks like there were some ceasefire talks, um, which is encouraging. I mean, they actually like met face to face, which hopefully will, you know, end up uh, going well. Um, I did read an article the other day that uh, Russia's defense minister has disappeared. Is he the one that fled? I don't know. Well, somebody fled. Somebody left the country. <laughs> you hear that he had fled, but there's some somebody. I don't know. It was a. I was. I, I can't remember who it was. I just remember somebody saying there was somebody important in the government that said, "Listen, I'm out. Like I'm done with this. Hmm. Like see ya." And fled to like the U.S. or something. Ooh. I don't know. Uh, I haven't heard that. Yeah, they, they're not going back. That would be rough. Yeah. So, what else is going on? Will Smith. Oh, yes, the Will Smith Oscars. <laughs> and that's probably the most I've watched the Oscars in the past 15 years. Well, they were saying this is the worst viewing audience they've had. This is the second worst. So it's not the worst they've ever had, but this is the second worst. So mm-hmm. no, nobody was watching it. I, and I was listening to a guy the other day talking about what does that mean culturally. And he was just talking about how the influence of actors and movies in our culture is shifting is changing sure which is probably not necessarily a bad that's thing that's not a bad thing because at all. again the, i mean like in anything some of those guys like or ladies have some good things that they say and they have a good head on their shoulders mm-hmm. but like too many we 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 take this stuff as like gospel and people like take the views of some actor you know, over somebody that actually would know what they're talking about. And I, I think that's when we get problems. But just talking about the shift of that. But but then, yeah, this this incident happens where Chris Rock <laughs> is making jokes. Being Chris Rock. Being, being Chris Rock. Being a comedian. As, being as, a comedian. 
as they've done at these intros and these these MCs of these events, that's what they do. Yeah, as yes. they roast, especially the people in the front. Will Smith you has know. been in that position. I guarantee. Well, it. and yeah. and he was up for what actor of the year? Yeah. I think so. From yeah. okay. the Serena and Venus Williams. Movie. So he's a headliner at this thing. Yeah. So of course they're going to make comments. Mm-hmm. And then he makes this joke about GI Jane two. Uh, that uh, Jada Pinkett Smith is going to be in G.I. Uh, Joe 2. She has alopecia, mm-hmm. which means it's like a balding thing. Mm-hmm. And so she keeps her head shaved. And he starts laughing when that joke was made about her oh, yeah. her balding being G.I. Jane 2. He starts laughing. Jada, Jada Pinkett Smith is sitting there. She sends daggers. Yeah, yeah. she's like, that's not funny. She yeah. gives that wife look. Yeah. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Could you explain how well, that happens? It's, we're, we'll talk about family <laughs> in a little bit. <laughs> yeah, Cody, are you an expert on this? Um, No. I get the crazy look. <laughs> not the Pierce look. <laughs> but then he then he gets up, walks on stage Live in the middle TV. of this. And Chris Rock's like, oh, hey. Like, he's like kind of joking. And then, <sighs> did you see how quick it was? Mm-hmm. His hands down to the side. Yeah. And then, Smack! It was yeah. it, that. That's been a like he learned how to do that because he had hips in it. Dude, he played Muhammad Ali. Of course, he knew how to do Ali that. Movie. Well, I mean, but dude, what if he? <laughs> but it was open, open handed. Yeah, yeah. So, he slapped him. Yeah, mm. like he didn't punch him. And I think Chris handled it pretty well from what I saw. I mean, he bit his tongue. He had to like he said something. He mumbled something, and he said, oh, "Okay, okay." <laughs> and and you could see he kind of looked backstage like this is like, oh, "Okay, we're just gonna keep right on going." Yeah. But you know, and I was surprised that they let him stay. To be honest, I wonder though, because there are conspiracy theorist type people out there, and a guy made a valid point. He was talking about what you were talking about, which was their numbers and ratings were so low. They say they they push a button like <laughs> engage views. <laughs> Will Smith, actor of the year. Why not use him? See, and- I, not just that. Maybe Will Smith isn't a real person. He's a robot. Oh, sure. Hit the button. Because yeah. he was, yeah, he's, he's, he did the I am legend thing. So maybe he's like, <laughs> well, think about it though. Like just put yourself realistically in that position. Not that I would ever slap a guy for saying that as a, a comedian, but think about slapping somebody in the face. Would that be the stance and form that you would slap somebody in the face with? And, I'm, and in my head, I'm thinking like, no, like I wouldn't come down from low. Yeah. Keep my arm tight and slap. It's coming out wide. Just you know. When I when I first saw it, because it was such a choreographed, like you yeah. know, like he had been trained to do that, like that slap somebody that way. I thought, oh, like this is a like this is, you know, like intentional. This yeah. isn't like this is part of a gig, yeah, a gag, to you know to get views and to get people talking about. Him. I really did. And yeah. then when the follow up, like shot a will. Sitting at his table, I was like, eh, maybe keep he, your boop, he, boop, keep boop. my wife's name out of your boop and mouth. <laughs> now they have a rap about it. Did oh, they oh, really? We can't play it on this, but it is funny. <laughs> but so that's when I was like, no, that's that's that was real. Uh, that was real emotion there. Yeah, and he was he was pretty upset. So, so straight up, like, what do you think about it? Like, mm-hmm. if, just opinion, just your opinion on the whole thing. I think that. When you're in a position such as Will Smith, in a political, not political, public figure where it's expected that you're going to be criticized and praised for every single move and every single thing that you do in, in life, that's the career he chose. Um, 
you have to understand and be humble in the fact that there are going to be people that talk bad about you, about your family, about your son who came out that he is homosexual, whether joking or not joking. You know, jokes I could take. In my, my, my point of view, I could take a guy joking about it versus a guy looking me in the face and making fun of my wife and sure. being sincere about it. That would be the slapping, punching moment for me. But if it's a, you know, a comedian such as Chris Rock, just being Chris Rock, being paid to be up on stage, to sit there and crack jokes about certain people in the crowd, I think that Will Smith went a little over the top. Um, yeah, I think that was a little... And he said, he said it was... Unco- he, he put out a public apology, and so did Chris Rock. They both did, um, you know, just apologizing. Should Chris Rock have apologized, though? I don't think he should have. I don't think he should have. I don't, I don't think did he... Did he do anything wrong? No, he did his job, and his job is to make fun of people. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, that's his job. I mean, not just that's your job, but, like, as a comedian, like, that's what he's known for. I'm not. I'm not condoning somebody making fun of somebody who has alopecia because I have. I, I know people that have that. But he was making fun of a guy who was the limelight of that event right, that night. Right. And, and not that they knew it, but they know. They know who's getting the awards. I've I've watched documentaries where guys and girls are talking about like we already preconceived, already know or or knew who was getting certain awards. Right. So they knew he was going to get that award. Why do you think that he was sitting up front in the in the, in the yeah. uh, stadium? You know what I mean? Yeah. They know. So it's. It was uncalled for if it was real. That's the thing. I'm not so sure because Will Smith's an actor and he can make himself cry. Um, not yeah. just make himself cry, like he can. I mean, even. I mean, they talked about like how real it looked on his face and it did. Sure. But he's done that. Yeah. He's, 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 he's been able to duplicate that. It is. It's hard to tell. It is. I mean, and it's actors. Again, you know, the thing I think is okay, like the way it transpired even afterwards. What makes me question it is like how forgiving they were mm-hmm. of all this, and mm-hmm. like and it's just in well, our culture today. Yeah. Yes, that's not yeah. acceptable. Yeah, no. And, I mean, and, and you that, would you would crucify someone for something like that. that. He mm-hmm. didn't. That he wasn't. That he didn't have to leave. It, but at then the, the at other. But the other side of me too. Then okay. Like the like Chris Rock is going to be possibly considered a punk. Mm-hmm. And Will Smith is going to get some bad publicity off yeah. of this. Yeah. So is it? Would it? I mean, would it be worth that? I don't know, man. We could we could go we could go on this all night. We've already spent too much time <laughs> too on this. Too much time. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. Yeah. So anyway, Will Smith smacked a man. <laughs> and in, that's, in West Philadelphia, dude. What, <laughs> did you hear what Chris Rock said? I just got. Smacked out of me by Will Smith. <laughs> that was actually pretty good. Yeah, it'd be one of those things where I'd be kind of proud of it. Be like, I don't know what happened, but <laughs> he came after me. <laughs> I start crying like Will Smith was. He slapped me. <laughs> oh, anyway, sign my cheek. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll uh, go from that transition. We'll just bounce over to a little. Um, uh, from the sermon on Sunday, yeah, that's a good segue yeah, into my so. sermon about obedience and, and domestic violence. Yeah, yes. domestic violence. And it makes assault. it makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. actually, um, well, like we had kicked around some ideas for the podcast tonight, and um, one of the things that that uh, that we all talked about that would be good. Um, would would be uh, talking about families because we're we started a series uh, three weeks ago um, called helping families win and the whole premise is um, just to 
it it, it kind of starts with this first series, the the series that's going to go on till up till Easter, really dealing with like just our own our personal life and how if we're going to be good fathers and mothers and children and you know grandparents and all those things, it really flows out of who we are first, and so really defining you know, that, what is our identity, you know, and, um, the, the tagline for this series that we've kind of used is, is that we are learning to treasure our identity in God's family ultimately is what we're talking about. And so we talked about God as father the first week, uh, what that means and, and, and how that kind of plays out in our life. And the second week we, uh, we talked about being his children and, and, and some of the things that come back come from that. And then this last week, you know, why are we obedient? Uh, which is a which is a big deal. You know, why why would we be obedient to God? Why would we be obedient to anyone? And really that comes down to relationship, you know. Um it's it's easier to follow, to serve, to love, to submit to someone that we know has our best interests in mind. And I just, I demonstrated through Jesus Christ and what he accomplished on the cross, how God has more of our best interest in mind than anyone or anything ever has. And, and just from that, you know, we can commit, you know, we can put our allegiance in him. And, um, I think that becomes a a really neat thing and kind of really segues into kind of what we're going to talk about, like with families today. For sure, yeah. I, I mean, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed you know listening to about you know the difference and you know just the different dynamics of obedience and you know how you know a relationship and respect can drive you to be you know able to submit and to to have reverence and to understand where you know like where you need to follow and where you need to focus. For sure. I've been a center of the church. I haven't been here the last two weeks. So, Shame yeah, I, I missed. I actually was pretty excited about this series too. I, I I really was, especially you know, you know, raising two small girls. Yes, uh, I mean this is a um, certainly a transition um, area of Taylor and I's relationship and our relationship with God, and just trying to figure out the best way to build a foundation for these girls. And so I think you know, like a sermon series such as this is is a great way to uh, to kind of refocus and to help. Uh, alleviate some of those those doubts and 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 fears and you know thoughts about you know do we even know what we're doing well that's that's it right there like i you know i think about like life in general and and we've shared off the air and maybe even talking on the podcast about how certain aspects of our lives are very challenging and tough whether whether it's our job friendships whatever but you know it's like i think the most challenging thing that we face not just as men women too but we're three men here sitting at at the table is you know being in a family. I mean, that is probably the hardest thing that I've ever done because it's, it's always moving. It's always shifting. You know, there's, there's, um, in, in 2022 trying to raise kids in this world is challenging because it's drastically changed since all of us were younger. <laughs> Not that I'm old. I mean, you guys are the old ones. I mean, you're 40 and up, Whoa. right? Ouch. I'm halfway. I'm not halfway. I'm over halfway there. Yeah, I guess I'm halfway that, from thirty to forty. <laughs> hey, talking about that, let me just before keep 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 what you're gonna say, Cody. So, any of you guys try to like swing, like in a swing? It's been a long time, <laughs> huh? 
I'm fearful that little chain link is just gonna. <laughs> right, but have you tried it? Like anybody try it? Yeah. No. Like I'm just warning you straight up right now. Like I got in a swing the other day. Dad like built this like super swing. Oh yeah, you all have got yeah. Okay. So I get in it, and this was like a year or two ago. I mean, a few. This was a few years ago. I get in it. I go back. I swing, and I go way out, and I'm like, "Oop, done." Really? <laughs> I got like, like I it messed me up. Like I'm just you know just equilibrium blah blah. But just went haywire. And yeah. I mean, you know, when we were kids, dude, oh. it was like who could we would try to wrap that thing around oh, yeah. the around the oh, yeah. around the around itself, like just. Yeah. Or do like two flips off of right. it. Right, yeah. yeah. Jump get, off of it stuff. Swing it real high, get slack. Dude, in I it promise. Just... I don't know. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's just me. I'm just saying <laughs> it was crazy. It messed me up. Anyway, we were yeah. talking about, I'm sorry. I really digressed. Huge. I, I forget. <laughs> <laughs> I really. <laughs> no, Should've... I I was going to add on to that too and just say real short. But um, So we play basketball every Wednesday night here at Fairfield. And I remember five years ago, I would play. And I'd be a little sore come Thursday morning, but it wasn't something horrible. Five years later now, I play a game. I can barely get up the steps to get to my bed. I'm so tired I can't even get a shower. So Paige has got to lay in this bed with me in my sweaty body. And she's like, will you please get a shower? And I tell her like every time, like, Paige, I can't even move. And then when I wake up and go to work, (laughs) I'm trying to tie my shoes and like my hands are shaking. And she's like, well, why do you keep going back? I was like, because I want to stay in shape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's miserable. I don't know, I don't know why I do it to myself. <laughs> no, but what you were saying was just how hard it is to live in that. And you're right. Like it's, And it's not just, you know, it's raising kids. It's, it's the dynamic of a relationship with somebody who knows you better than anyone else and your spouse. But then your kids and... And and they're you know they know you whether you know everybody else you could maybe hide your 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 crap from everybody else but like your kids yeah. know yeah, mm-hmm. you said something on on Sunday you said and it's like they do know yeah they know they know when you're about to lose it they know when you lost it they know it all they do mm-hmm. yeah and they know exactly how inconsistencies to that, oh. the inconsistencies that we have in our mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. you know the the little things dude they know yep and so you're right I think. I mean, and and then going back to what you said, like living in a time like we do today and understanding like this world is not the world we grew up in and the things that are shifting and changing like sexually what's changing, politically what's changing, globally what's changing. Morally, like morally, acceptable. economically, yeah. like the the you the know the swings are so drastic, it seems like, mm-hmm. you know. Because, you know, I, I, and I forget where I've heard it, but you know, somebody told me that like especially when I first um had Claire was, you know, like God has like brought her into this world at this time for a purpose. Sure. She's meant to be and but that still can't that still doesn't prevent your heart from breaking and saying like, how do I, you know, like how do I help to keep her safe? Sure. You know, and, and provide, you know, a stability, you know, and cause you know, one of the famous, one of the best things I ever heard and, you know, from a, from a boss of mine was, you know, more is caught than taught. And you know, that goes even more, what more is caught than taught, caught than taught. So they're watching you all the time and they're listening to you 40% of the time. So they're seeing everything you do, and it, it even comes, and you know that even comes to the church where it's, if they see you in your Bible, if they see you praying, if they see you how you treat the Starbucks person and how you treat them with respect, that they're learning that 
more than if you just tell you like if you flip somebody off and driving down the road and then you tell them like you gotta be nice to everybody mm-hmm. yeah. they're gonna remember the action first oh for yeah sure so i mean yeah yeah oh yeah mm-hmm. that's tough to think about yeah mm-hmm. they're always watching <laughs> always it's like it's like the government they're like the government like, yeah like big brother yeah big brother they're always watching and and, and, and they report to the grandparents <laughs> it's like no not them <laughs> anybody but their grandparents yeah. so uh, we kind of kicked around how like the direction we were going to go with this and cody had a good idea um just to just to kind of take say that again Chirp, Cody chirp, had... chirp, chirp. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but you want to kind of um, lay it out, kind of the direction, and yeah. just kind of, you know, the... So as Kevin said, I mean, we, we share text back and forth with the group, and he mentioned, hey, let's talk about family. And um, I sit there and kind of stewed over it for a second, and this sounds so what juvenile. Uh, I said, red light, green light. Red light, yellow light, green light. And my reasoning or my, my basis behind that was is with families, I feel like we go through seasons. And, um, you know, and I'm not just talking about, you know, your immediate family. I'm not talking about – I'm talking about your entire family. It could be. It could, it could be your immediate family. But you just go through seasons in life where um, everything's good. Everything's going great. That that's, that's like the green light. Or you feel like everything's going good. Uh, you know, and then with the with the red light, there's something that happens in your life, and it just kind of puts everything on standstill, and and life kind of stops. Um, the days feel long, and 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 you know, just some dra- traumatic event, whatever it is. Um, we we've all experienced those, and then we have that yellow light where it's just that constant st- steady. It's kind of like that. What I, we were talking about before this was, it was this being recorded was like it's a. Um, calm before the storm kind of a feeling. Like kind of that mundane. Yeah, like you're crowd. waking up, you're you know, going to work, you're just, paying your yeah. bills, your kids are going to school, you're not doing everything perfect, but everything, everybody's going to bed healthy for the most part, but something is coming, good or bad, something is coming. You kind of expect that just because life is like the economy. It's like a roller coaster, up hmm. and down it goes. And, you know, it's, it's never a straight line. Um, and I think we've all learned that. And so... From that, I mean, I, I, that was just a general topic that came to my mind. So I guess we're going to elaborate on that. Yeah. So what? So what, when you say green light, like give us a hypothetical green light for Cody. Okay. Uh, I would say that watching my oldest daughter get baptized was a green light moment hmm. for my family. Yeah. Sure. And you know, because I wasn't there for for Paisley's birth, but you know, I was there at a, at a young age for her. And I can speak about Kendall too, you know, just the humbling feeling as a father to know that we're the first men that these girls are ever going to love, you know, but we're not the perfect man that loves them more than us. And that's God, right? You know, and, but it's a humbling feeling to know that that these girls love us unconditionally. Now, as they get older, I can tell you, promise you, because Paisley's 12, (laughs) um, that the tides change a little bit. Um, You know, she, she doesn't like some of the rules now. So, but. Yeah, that, that that was a green light moment for us as a family. It was something that just, you know, just felt so good. It was like the gas pedal was going. We were going straight through that moment in life. And it happened quick. You know, it comes and it goes real fast, just like the green light does. And that's hypothetical. That's Do you feel like, I mean, you talk about the seasons and, and just, you know, in that moment, like, you know, that 
specific thing is not sustainable. But you know, as we talk about this, do you think do you think that we that there is a there should be a push or a maybe an effort put into living in a green light season rather than other seasons? Or do you think like, I I mean, you can't avoid, you know, I mean, you're going to describe red light and I'm assuming like in that you're going to talk about like the crap, you know? So you can't avoid that. Yeah. But do you, do you feel like, I guess I get where I'm, where I'm going and and you could probably answer it from here, but like where I'm going is like yellow light to me seems like a place that, we shouldn't be. Yes. And so then if we're in a yellow, I mean, red light you can't avoid, but yellow light, you know, when you're just going through the motions, when you're, when it's just this mundane drudgery of life, mm-hmm. right? The, that's not, I don't think that's a, that's something to live in. But then my, my question becomes like, is green light, sustainable or maybe there's like lime green light (laughs) (laughs) you know like a yellow light with your pedal to the floor kind of type moment it's it's the pause before the yellow turns turns the green the teal teal light (laughs) yeah i don't i i I don't think it's real i mean i think that that's the goal in our life yes to be in those moments to to strive for those kind of moments of gratification glorification of god in, in your life and invo- involving him first and foremost in your life but reality is we're human and we're all broken individuals that struggle on a daily basis yeah so it's not realistic to set that expectation in your life like you should be there you should be there but it's not an expectation that if you're not there you're failing um, because i think you know and again a hypothetical like you know anything that grows has has rain and so like in order to grow as a christian and a follower of god i think that you have to embrace those red light moments you have to remember those yellow light moments you have to be in that moment and then when you're in that green light moment don't just look ahead you have to look back i think and reflect how you got to that point mm. and you know cuz you know we've talked about this so many times but a lot of my hardships um you know whenever good moments come i think about often you know, part of it is um, where where would where would we be with, if my son was here? But then I also thank God, like, hey, thank you for that moment because if it wasn't for that moment in my life, I'm not I'm not so sure that I would be at this point in my life. So I think that's kind of the way we got to look at that. No, yeah, I I agree. I and and I think you know from a like just thinking through just and and again I I'll say this let me let me preface like this is just kind of a, a an analogy of life right so everything kind of has it breaks down right yes. like it's not going to you know we're not going to be able to like yeah. say, like foolproof this oh well then we all have to live by yeah, this this is not yeah. a thesis or we're not publishing <laughs> yeah. you know like this get your a, journals out take notes <laughs> but i you know when when we think about like those moments when things are going so good and they're humming along, you know, and then those, it, you know, in the other side of that is like, in some ways, like it, it just isn't sustainable. And so like inevitably there's going to be this slip into these times where we're just going through the motions, Mm -hmm. you know, even in family, like, I mean, like you guys know this, like you, you, how many years you've been married? 
Six. Six years. Going on 11. 11. Mm-hmm. I was married in 07. <laughs> Do the math. Is that like 15. 16? 15? 15 years. 15? Going mm-hmm. on? Going on yeah. 15, yeah. Yeah. So, but you have this idea of what marriage is <clears throat> prior to, and then you get the wake-up call, right? Like, you get you go through kind of the honeymoon phase, and then you get, like, the wake-up call of, mm-hmm. wait a second. You know, I heard somebody say it this week in one of the videos I'm recording for the sermon, you know, his problems become my problems and my problems become his problems is how they said it. You know, I would say it, her problems, (laughs) right? But, but so inevitably, like there's these times where, you know, to get out of like a yellow light time means that I have to like implement like disciplines in my life you know, and and a foundation and a stability. You know, we talked we we you know, talked about like, you know, kids. What 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 was the saying you said? Caught more more is caught than taught. More is caught than taught. And so, in those times, like getting to trying to create, you know, a mo- momentum in your life and growth in your life, sometimes does take like just that. You know, just do like leaning into just being. That's tough, though. Yeah. I mean, I, I think more than anything else, like if you if we went back and looked and listened to like a lot of our podcasts, like we really come down on this idea a lot. And I think it I mean, absolutely applies in family like there. There are just times when when, you know, it's just easy to just kind of let life kind of slip by. You know, we go to work, we come home, we get the homework done we get the kids in bed, we veg out for an hour, we fall asleep, we get up in the morning, we drink a cup of coffee, a pot of coffee, and then, you know, we get the kids ready, we get them to school, we go to work, and it just, it's that, like, there's there's no if, ands, but it's, you gotta do it, mm-hmm. but but there is a, I, I know in those times, like, I'm, I'm always tempted to just, just kind of be, when you know as well as I do, you guys know as well as I do, like, you know, God is is in some ways wanting us to break out of that, but break out of it in a way that we are, you know, sharpening ourselves, that we are, you know, beating our bodies, you know, into shape. You know, you talk about working out and just feeling like crap. Like, why? I want to be in shape. Well, who cares if you're in shape or not? Well, you do because you feel better and because it's just, it's it's better for you. You know it is. As much as it hurts. Mm-hmm. We embrace the pain. Why? Because the pain demonstrates, you know, what we want to be, how we want to feel, not in that moment, but but where we know it will take us if we if we continue to do that. And I think it's the same, like it's the same mentality we have to take spiritually. It's the same mentality we have to take as fathers, as 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 uh, as husbands, as you know, wives, as children. Like, you know, it's it's this, <clears throat> it's this, you know, the. Um, it's the details of those things that I think become like extremely important and, and doing that better and better. Nelson. Yeah. Kind of like with the, with the analogy of the red light or green, yellow and red lights. Um, Cause you know, like, like we've said that the green light is not sustainable. You can't live in that high moment, you know, at all, all the time. But I, you know, like I've looking at my own life in the daily grind, the daily mundane Monday through Friday kind of ordeal, like 
it, what am I implementing in my life to build towards that green light moment? Or mm-hmm. is it not doing anything that's just bringing me closer to that red light moment? And, you know, these red light moments can be things that are completely out of your control. I mean, they're like, you know, like life-changing events where... Most of the time they will be, right, won't they? Right. I mean, we can, but, we can self-implode sure, and like, create them. And, and I'm certainly prone to that where it's like I can feel like certain, you know, certain stressors that are going on in my life currently, if if I don't put those, if I try to handle all those and if I try to carry all those and not talk to my wife and not talk to God about it, I'm quickly going to sink into a red light moment where it's like, you're just getting closer and closer and you know how that feels oh, and, it, and it builds up and it, pounds, it piles on. But like, so I'm looking at that analogy thinking like, you know, like if you're in, if, if you're in the yellow light, what can you be doing to, to build towards that green light moment? Mm-hmm. You know? And so like what foundation can you be building so you have a a shorter approach to that green light moment and it doesn't have to be as significant as an event as like your daughter being baptized to be into that that wonderful time where you're feeling like this is like this is going good like i'm i'm getting it you right. know so like so like the more i guess you build foundationally the shorter that approach is that's kind of what i was thinking about it mm-hmm. do you guys ever notice how maybe you personally like are in a green light or your spouse is in a green light and they never match up. Yes. And, 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 and we can be so toxic to each other. It's, it's horrible. I mean, it's, it's some of the most challenging parts of a marriage, honestly. And that I'm not just speaking from my perspective, being in green lights. I've been in red lights many times where she's just waking up. Hey, how's your morning? Blah, 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 blah. And I'm over here like the grouse, just like, don't talk to me. I'm miserable. Why don't you see this? Why can't you be like this? But then as soon as she starts, starts trying to level out with me, I get mad. I'm like, you don't even know what you're talking about. Like, you have no idea, you know? Um, yeah, that's Well, it. and not only that, like, don't we, I mean, and you, you alluded to this, but we... We almost want to sabotage them. Yeah, yeah, you do. I mean, it's like it's like a it's like a temporary feeling of evil satisfaction. Like, ha ha, I made you mad. Now you can be miserable with me. But then in reality, like if you leave that morning and go to work, and not not that this has happened. This is a hypothetical. This really sounds like it happened. <laughs> like today. Then then like the moral compass of of you is driving to work. Like, why did I just do that? I'm already miserable. Why would I make my wife mad? Yeah. Then you got to apologize to her. But you're not really sorry because you're so miserable within yourself that you can't even have that feeling of being sorry because there is no feeling of that in those moments. It's just, man, it stinks so bad. And, you know, and I've been on the other end of it as a husband, you know, I, I, I guess I could, it's not, I guess I'm probably more in red light than she is. But the times that I can remember her being in red lights, it would be, I would be going to the gym a lot. She stops for whatever reason, mm-hmm. you know, everybody has their battles and I would be on this like workout high, like talking about this and how I obtained this new p- record and did this for my personal records. And it would just frustrate her to no end. But then later on in life, she would tell me like it frustrated me because I was envious of it because I couldn't find motivation to do right. what you were doing. Right. And I was bringing you down. And I didn't realize I was doing that. You know, And so it the, the pendulum swings in a marriage and it's yeah, it stinks. Does and it's hard to get off that, like the train wreck that you're creating too. Like in love and respect, they call it the crazy cycle. It's hard to get off that crazy cycle of, of, not like, want wanting to bring that person down and not celebrate. It's man, I, you know, 
it's crazy how hard, and I, I know this is the enemy, you know, just trying to just get his grimy fingers in our relationships and mm-hmm. try to mess this beautiful thing up that God created. But like it does in so many ways, it becomes, you know, competitive when it needs to be just tender, sensitive, loving, encouraging, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and then when you're all jazzed up to be, to be those things, then they're not able to receive it because they're in a place where they can't, you know, at that point. And then, you know, learning to love, you know, what we're called to as, as men is to love your wives as Christ loved the church. Well, guess what y'all like while he's hanging on the cross, you know, we're out sending our lives away. You know what I'm saying? I mean, just Mm -hmm. one thing right after another living selfishly. It's the same, you know, metaphor. It's, it's, he did it anyway. You know, and so are we willing to step up in those moments and continue to love and encourage, even though we feel like it's being thrown back in our face? And and I'm I'm sad to say for myself, no, I I, I fail over and over and over again. Yeah, yeah, it's it's hard. I mean, you know, I'm I'm a selfish selfish person by nature, and I hate that about myself. But that's that's what I got to work on as an individual. And so yeah, it it stinks so bad because like I know in those moments like. Like I know what I should do and how I should react and what I should say, but there's this little demon on my right shoulder like, don't say that, say this, and feel this way. And then so I say what that person says to say, and it never works out, never does. And it's just, I don't know, I look back at those moments like, why why do you waste your time? Why do you waste her time? And then, you know, who gets impacted, impacted by it the most in the family? My kids. Yeah. My kids do. They, yeah. they, they start acting out. They make me and Paige mad. Uh, or Paige and I, I guess, was the better way of putting that. Um, mad, um, frustrated at them, and then we're questioning them. But the reality is, we should be pointing the fingers right back at us. Yeah, because you know, ninety plus. So do you of the guys? Time, do you guys fight in front of your kids? Um, you know, it, it comes out at times. Now, if it's something that's like really something that the kids, we're really good about kind of closing doors, telling them to get away. But you know, little spats here and there. You know, they see that and. I think it's healthy, I, and I could be wrong. I think it's healthy as a as a parent to show your kids that love isn't just about rubbing each other's backs and watching movies and eating popcorn together. You get your back rub? Um, no. I mean, yes, yes, <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, I do. I, I, I was saying no, like do I you was. Get your back rub? I was saying no, like as in like she rubs my or I rub her back because I yeah. I'm horrible at that. Yeah, what do you? No. I don't. Not a chance. No. No yeah. way. Yeah. No, well, I the mean, rule is if you get fake nails, you got to rub my back. Like, I don't care if you get huh. them. Yeah. Just get, just rub my back with them. That's a good it's rule. It's not every day, but it's, she does it a lot. I couldn't turn my neck for two weeks. And yeah. I, uh, yeah. It feels good. Not happening. Yeah. So, it puts do you me fight in front of your kids? <sighs> well, they're so young. Yeah. You know, it's still. Um, so the answer is yes. The answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> my forehead's red around them. Yes. It's, uh, you like Claire's just getting to that age where it's like she's really involved in like uh around so like you know right now Liddy's bedtime is <laughs> solid 6:45 so wow it gives you plenty of time to you know have a little spat you know <laughs> <laughs> that's that's true yeah yeah but uh let's you know, get ready to rumble yeah, like, i always <laughs> tell my wife it's like she's like hey let's 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 go to the city let's go to cincinnati tonight and i'm like why She's like, well, I want to go here and here and here. I said, Emma, we're just asking for a fight. fight. Like, <laughs> if we go further than an hour together, like, we're going to be at each other's throat. Like, yeah. there's no ifs, ands, buts. It's going to happen. Yeah. 
<laughs> and that, that's just, it really in our house with the girls as young as they are that hasn't been something that we've really had to address yet sure. you know but i think you know there's there's certain it's like instances where it needs to be i mean public in the family so they learn how to deal with that right yeah. and they learn the proper way for their partner and especially with daughters their you know their partner in the future and you know paul can learn to be the man in the relationship to be able to learn how to handle that situation yeah you know? backhand well, I, you, I, hey, you will Smith her. I, 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 like, that's I, what I you think, do. But I think that, like, he is a police officer. <laughs> <laughs> Island County Sheriff. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I think that it's important if, if we do that. I think it's also that was a joke. I, sh- I need to say that that is a joke. Kevin is endorsing that. <laughs> um, but I think it's just as important to not, you know. I guess intentionally, but like show the kids forgiveness and love after the argument. Absolutely. I think it's important to show them that because like he was getting to is like just being able to say, Hey, in a family, we do have disagreements. We do have arguments, but at the end of the day, we still love each other and we're still going to support each other. No matter if I agree with what Paige says or not, even though I think I'm right 99.9% of the time, um, you know, I will let her win some arguments and I'm going to show the girls that, Hey, I still love your mom. Yeah, so. and, and not necessarily even like an argument time, but like, you know, there's going to be times where you're down or your wife's down and like you like and, they, you know, they're they're spinning in that in that little tornado and they can't get away and get out of it. And all it takes is to like accepting and forgiving and just to let it go instead of like, you know, they're ruining the afternoon, you know, whatever. But like they're having a moment, let it happen, mm-hmm. address it later. But like it doesn't have to be necessarily fixed in that moment and sometimes they just got to process that yeah. you know and so it's like sometimes you just kind of got to let it roll you yeah. know and and that's you know instead of you know personally me trying to correct taylor i'm not going to do that you're not no you're scared will smith scared <laughs> you mean chris, chris rock, rock. Scared. Chris rock scared. <laughs> or will smith of his wife's name scared I don't oh know yeah that, yeah so. Jada Pinkett Smith. I, th- I always thought that was his son. What's his son's name? Dude, it's a J word. Yeah. Jaden. Jaden. Oh, uh, so That's sorry right. for being confused. He was a karate kid, dude. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. No, 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 no. We're not going to waste time on the new karate kid. It's not as good. Nope. You're going to go back to Ralph Macchio. <laughs> Cobra Kai? Is Co- that what you're talking about? Like the original karate kid. <laughs> Cobra Kai Elizabeth is the original. Shue. That's it. Cobra Kai is the original. I know. I've tried to watch it. It's not good. Eh, it's it's all, right. all right. It's all right. It's all right. It's like white noise. Really? Like, yeah. For See, me, I, I I I can't waste my time. Yeah, I don't even know what that is. We, I White gotta, noise. I gotta, it's like something to like listen to or hear in the background. Oh, I thought you were talking about it was a show. I know no, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that saved our life with Lydia. Yeah, <laughs> the machine. <laughs> mm. Off uh, subject again. Oh yeah. Let me let me let me digress even further. Have you guys seen Halo? No. It's got some gore. Oh. It's fantastic. The video game. No, no, there's the, a movie. The show that just came out. Oh, yeah. Who knew? Yeah, I learned something. Oh my gosh. Mm. Paramount Plus. I uh, have that. I have that. Oh, so good. Illegally, I have that. Oh, you're. We're broadcasting. <laughs> you can't say that stuff. <laughs> you're incriminating Listen, if yourself. Somebody from Paramount. Paramount's listening to this. We've made it, guys. Yes, we did. <laughs> yes, we did. Yeah, we did. Boom. We get copyright struck and be all right. (laughs) (laughs) The best thing that ever happened to us. (laughs) So carrying it then into like, like, like with your kids, like the, you know, this, this whole thing, you know, as, as a, 
as a father, as a, um, as a parent, like, how do you see this playing out? You know, because, and let me kind of backtrack a little bit. So, with this first series, like the 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 real drive, the real focus of it is is to get to a place where we are personally healthy enough to then allow the rest of this to flow out of. And again, I mean, so we're talking about this issue of being, you know, being a better spouse. Okay, well, what does that flow out of? You know, and and, and so then I would say for you guys, when you guys have, have seen these green light times in your lives, like where were you spiritually? What was What was your inner stuff going on? And then when you had the more mundane yellow times, like what did the spiritual stuff look like then? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, just talk I mean, about that. Green light for me would be, you know, that's that's the those are the times of my life that I can remember being like daily in the word or praying every day, um, actively engaged in participating and participating and seeking out knowledge and seeking out where it's God working in my life in that time. And then those moments show themselves to you. Mm-hmm. When I'm in the yellow light moment, it's you come to church on Sundays, you know, praying before a meal, but you're not really stretching yourself, mm-hmm. you know. And, all. and then those red light moments is when you shut it down, you know, mm-hmm. and and you don't you don't pursue it. You and you actively know, like for me personally, there's times where I can look back and I can actively know that if I open myself up to God and let Him speak to me, my life will improve, and you don't do it at times. Like, you know what he's saying and you just deny it. What, you know, and that sounds like really extreme. No, but I don't true. think it is. We do that but, crap, yeah, but man. It's like, I do that, so. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, but like, yes, but like you hear like, I, you know, I know that if I open myself up and if I talk to a, a buddy, a friend, or, you know, or just pray to God that I know that this situation is going to turn itself around. Or, you know, if it's a specific situation or just a feeling. Because, I mean, sometimes you get those feelings where, especially in this day and time with these news cycles that we've had over the past few years, I've had a struggle where sometimes it just feels like it loads on me. Mm-hmm. And I can't get away from it and I can't get out of it. And then I realize that I'm not asking God about it. I'm not praying, where is God working in this? Where is where is he in this and this? And where is it headed? And then when I start to do that, that weight lifts. Yep. It's almost instant. You know, just, you know, if I listen, I, you know, if, if Monday through Friday I drive to work and all I do is listen to the news before I go to work, it's an entirely different week than if I listen to a little worship music or, you know, Moeller talk about even just even politics from a Christian standpoint. You know, talking about Albert Moeller. Yes. Yeah. 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 The Moeller report. The Moeller report. But on, uh, and so, and so that's kind of where I see like, you know, the green light moments is, there's a participation for me and an active engagement where I'm trying to pursue that. Now let me get personal. All right. What color underwear are you wearing? <laughs> Wait, you don't have to answer that. <laughs> I mean, you can if you want to. Uh, I'm good. <laughs> um. So where would you where would you put yourself right now? The grind. I'm in a, I'm a, I'm in a yellow. Um, and I've physically known that like, um. And it was, and it's, I mean, I don't, I'm not blaming it on my daughter, but the stress of child two hmm. becoming a year old, uh, and that transition phase is difficult on mm-hmm. a family and on a marriage. And I'm in that where that stress and those 
um, priorities have taken priority over my pursuit of my relationship with God. Your pursuit of purpose? My pursuit of purpose. <laughs> wow. Well <laughs> Plug. done. Plug. But no, <laughs> it's like, is it a healthy yellow or is it a it's a healthy yellow it's 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 uh, is it is it a yellow that you know i have to kind of bear down and kind of fight through this and and you are actively like doing the right things to to put yourself in a good place to to move into a green it is a slow i mean i mean everything with me is a slow process and that's not judgment on me that's just the way i roll but like even like running do I run? Have you seen me? You better run if he runs, he's saying. <laughs> if you see me running, something bad just happened. <laughs> but no, like it's it's a mental thing right now. Like and even Taylor and I've talked about it, you know, together where it's um there's been a there's been a lack of pursuit in our family where it's just we've got into the daily grind and we've got into the, you know, gym work, you know, whatever. And then we need to be building that foundation in our life to build towards that moment to feel like, cause it's, you know, there's a, just, there's been a change from even, I mean, one of our green light, some like seasons for our family was COVID. Mm. I mean, mm. time with our family. I mean, that time that was like, I mean, it was great. There was times where, I mean, yeah, of course we, I, I miss people. And I miss my friends. But I, isn't it crazy? I mean, and, and again, maybe th- this is one of those uh, um, um, admissions of guilt. But like, I felt like we made more time for like people in our lives, important people in our lives, when we didn't have so much going mm-hmm. on. Sure. When mm-hmm. when life had slowed down. And I feel like we were not doing that as much as we should and, now. It's quickly, you know, transitioned back to pre-COVID, you know, and but like it was a green light season for us where we were in the word, we were engaged with our daughter Claire in the word, and that was producing fruit in our family and improving attitudes and just your daily, you know, living. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, that's just something that's been like God's laid on my heart where like that's what these girls need and that's what they need to look up to see. So like I'm trying to look to see where I can work on that a little bit. Yeah. I would agree with you though. I wanted to say, um, I remember when, after we had Kendall that first year, I think I said this in a, I feel like a, what they call it a deja vu. There was an interview thing I did after Lincoln passed. And in that part of the interview, I talked about having Paisley was, well, I wasn't there again for her birth, but like with her all through her two and up ages. And that was so easy. And then when we had Kendall, <laughs> I thought like, marriage is not for me. Like <laughs> I want no part of this. Like this is hard. Yeah. And then when people were asking, are you going to have a third? I'm like, heck no. Like, but you know, the third child, like it was easy. It was like, you just, you're so used to having more than one kid. Now at this point, it's like, you just embrace the misery. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's so uh, I guess he's saying have a few more kids. Yeah. Don't talk to my wife. You're yes. Forbidden from talking to my yes. Wife. <laughs> you need about at least one more. Yeah. Two. <laughs> No. But, but and you also hit a good point too. I thought because I just had this conversation. We had to take files down to a lady. They print like little things on our files for reports. And um, we, I sit there and talk to her. I usually talk to her ten minutes every time. She's a real sweet old lady. And uh, today we were talking about COVID and things of that sort. And I said, you know what's crazy is on Facebook you have the the memories that pop up. And I said, and every day in the last three to four days was around that time frame when everything shut down two years ago in Ohio, like salons and barbers and all that. And I remember I took a week off of work to be with my family because my wife was really upset about her, her salon shutting down. 
And I thought, you know, in that moment, you know, it was kind of scary, but I looked back at, at that point now and I told her, I was like, I'd give anything to have that mm, moment again. Whereas yeah. like, I remember going to Kroger and they had a bunch of meat on sale. People were coming in, buying a bunch of stuff, toilet paper and all that. But I went straight to the meat section and I bought a bunch of meat. And that whole week we spent it out outside around a fire and I smoked meat and we just sit there. I think I even played guitar. That, like we were singing songs that like just jokingly as a family, it was just such a good, genuine moment that yeah. you can't. You don't get that. I mean, you can. I mean, it's there. I mean, but we don't make time for it we like don't. we should. And it, you know, we we have we have friends and like Paige and I were talking about this the other night. Like our schedules conflict with all of our friends for the most part, and it's just like we just we're built for relationships, and we and the only relationships we're having right now is with people at work or you know when when we all get home from school or work, and it's kind of that yellow moment where it's get dinner ready. Okay, she's off to practice. Okay, you got to get your homework done, do your chores. By the time we're done with all that, it's bedtime, showers, bed, and then Paige and I go to bed, and then we do it all over again the mm-hmm. next day. And it's just kind of like mundane. And it's like, man, I would give anything to have those moments where it's like nobody really had much plans because there was nothing to do. Well, you couldn't, yeah. Yeah. You and, were forced to stay. Yeah. And I wish, I mean, sadly enough, I wish there was like a governmental shutdown at least one or two weeks of the year, like yeah. randomly where everything shuts down and families have to get together or families and friends or whatever have to get together and just enjoy that week or those days together. But that goes back to kind of what we talked about, you know, in regard to like, how do we break out of the mundane? How do we break out of the yellow? And, you know, it really does come down to, are we courageous enough? Are we disciplined enough to do that? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, guys, this is, this is the thing, like, we got to remember, like, if, if we, if we believe the Bible and we believe what the Bible says about relationship, and if we believe what the Bible says about, you know, um, like creating order in this world, if we believe what the Bible says about, you know, the, the what we were created to be as as husbands and fathers then that means like we are spiritual leaders and that means a willingness to to say enough is enough mm-hmm. but there's this drive in our culture to work harder to play harder to make sure our kids are running and doing all these things because you know oh shame on you if you know they miss you know, soccer What's season. The, uh, fear of missing out kind of idea. Yes. It's like, mm-hmm. and, 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 and we're sabotaging ourselves mm-hmm. to this. I don't know. I mean, again, like, you know, I, not every situation is going to be the same, but I just, you know, we, we're doing this. We, we were given an opportunity to see what you said, Cody, mm-hmm. about what green light really is. Green light is not, more money green light is not you know a raise or you know more uh influence in your company or you know you know more times out on the town like green lights always happen in those ways you Mm -hmm. know where it's it's just really leaning in and being who we were created to be in god and and the reality is like our culture is 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 pulling us constantly pulling us away from that. Mm-hmm. It's like when is enough enough, you know? And again, I, I we're gonna you know, we could we could talk about this in two months, in three months, we come back to this and we may break out of this yellow and then move into a green, but we're gonna be back at a yellow. And so it is, it's this constant 
you know, like you said, like like the economy, just up and down, and 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 trying to recalibrate and recapture, and and you know, we we slip away, but then kind of refocusing on the things that are most important and kind of moving back into that. Mm-hmm. But again, and this is what I would just preface as we kind of end here. It all really comes down to you know our willingness to constantly put God in His rightful place in our lives. You know, and the more that we can do that, I it's easier for me to be humble and loving to my to my to my wife. It's easier for me at night when my kids are driving me insane to sit down and like love on them and encourage them and build them up and 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 spend time with them when God is in the rightful place in my, in my life. It's easier for me to not walk up on stage and smack some guy in the face when God is in the rightful place in my life and my my life is just not a chaos and out of order. You know what I'm saying? And so it's it is. It's just this constant fighting to put God at the place that he deserves, then everything else in our lives is going to flow out of that. Touche. Pretty solid way to put that, for sure. Yeah. Well, fellas, I feel like that was a pretty solid podcast. We can go on forever about that. Cody, it was a good idea, man. It was solid. It was a very good idea. Cody? Want to end us in prayer? Sure. Father, thank you for another day of podcast and, um, you know, speaking about family. God, we, we, we thank you just for the, the son that you sent down here um, to show us the greatest moment of love um, that we could ever experience, um, you know, and, and to chase after that in, in our everyday lives. And God, we know that, you know, in this life, we deal with the yellow aspect of our life, but, you know, it's through you and with you, we can get to those green moments. Um, God, we continue to pray for the situation in Ukraine. Um, Other than that, amen. 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 Thanks, Cody. Well, thanks for listening. Appreciate it. And this is us signing off. See you. Later.